Thanks for tuning in to the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings for all things craft beverage. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. I hope you obtained some value from our show because, as you know, far better it is to Beer Mighty Things. Cheers. Welcome into the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Today we are speaking with our new friend in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, founder of Fooder Crafters of America, the first company in the United States to manufacture fooders. Matt Walters. Matt, welcome in. Hey, thank you very much. It's uh, it's uh, nice to be asked uh, to do this. It's uh, have, have you not been uh, asked before? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, no, probably not. I I, I don't know. I'm. I have a need to know memory of my own. You know, like I, I barely remember anything. So maybe I have probably, I don't know. There you go. Well, but it's cool. nice. It's like a, it's a it's good timing. We're, we're lucky to have you here. I'm excited. So I think the, uh, you know, the crowd, we do a lot with uh, stainless on a day-to-day basis. So it's nice to see, uh, you know, what the Oak world looks like. Right on. Fooder crafters has just traditionally been like almost entirely brewer based and part of it was, is that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a beer guy, but also, you know, our first client was Corey King at side project. And when he, um, yep. when he bought a, our first fooder and Instagrammed it, um, basically we just had tons and tons of brewers. And, um, I was shocked, like Corey's such a nice guy. And then, um, then we, I think Casa Agria was our next client. And then it just kind of grew from there. And every single brewer was so thoughtful and nice and sharing and open and willing to do. And I was so not used to that. I, was, I came from a construction background, woodworking background, building uh, musical instruments, uh, stainless steel. And, um, so I just was like, wait, what? Like, and all of a sudden I was like, I was like 10 for 10 of the nicest people I'd ever met. And yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, for the rest of my life, I'm going to work for brewers. Um, Love it. this is when, when early on, when the, we, we would get like a check in the mail with no name, no anything, just a check for like 10 grand. And then I'd figure out who it was. And I'd be like, I called him and go, yeah, Hey, uh, I got a $10,000 check from, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put us in the queue. Nice. Like a placeholder. I didn't have any orders. So I was like, yeah. So I called him the next day and go, yeah. Uh, Hey, you're the front of the queue. Let's <laughs> what do you want? You're so, but it was great. It was like really fun at the, at the start because you just had like, it blew my mind. It still blows my mind every day uh, having these brew, just how nice brewers are. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it's a nice fraternity. I mean, everywhere you go, every brewery, you know, they know each other, they're accommodating, they share ingredients, they help each other out, even if they're from different parts of the country. I mean, that's, that's what makes my job so special. You know, I, I don't have to shave. I get to wear jeans and, uh, you know, I get to get to talk with normal guys. We like to have a beer and talk business. And, you know, a lot of these guys are guys and girls are very, very intelligent. They're a lot of them come from, you know, some sort of biology or science background. And it's just interesting to see, you know, their passion and, and what led them to, you know, brewing beer 
And then, you know, what you're doing here is, you know, different ways to brew beer, different ways to age beer. Yeah. So, so when I started Fooder Crafters, um, I wanted to make all my fooders with finger joints um, to hold their shape, to hold their, you know, basically I was trying to prevent leaks. Yeah. But what I didn't realize that I was doing was the tops on a fooder are way more important than the rest of the fooder. Um, oxygen's the enemy. You let air in, you're going to make acetic acid. And so I finger jointed everything and I didn't think the tops mattered. I didn't know when I started this, but the tops, we ended up finger joining all the tops. And when the tops, the tops ended up being able to hold air. So like, um, a French fruiter, you have butt joints on the top. So if there's any drying out, it just starts letting a massive amount of air in. So I was just 100% totally lucky. It was a fluke. But then I started having clients that had a French and a and a and one of mine, and the French one was making making uh, vinegar, mm. and those people just started selling the heck out of fooders. Like I think uh, Transient was one of them up in Michigan, and I, he sold like thirty fooders for me because you know he basically told people, you know my my fooder crafter fooder hasn't let any air in. Yeah. And that's kind of when I, I mean, it was a year and a half in before I realized that, that we were, we were making a great product for a reason that I had no idea that we were making a great product. It's just simply that our tops were way, way better Mm. um, at, at keeping the air out. So that was kind of like a fluky thing at the beginning and really, uh, you know, not now that now we, we make them so tight, like they'll, they'll hold a vacuum for for a week. Um, it's, it's our tolerances have gone from, you know, a sixteenth of an inch. To, we're down to about, you know, eight thousandths of an inch, which in woodworking is pretty, pretty tight. Absolutely. And then so do these improve over time? Is there kind of like a maturing process when it comes to a fooder? Yeah. So, um the beer gets starts. You start making beer a little uh, faster and faster. Um, not really. It speeds up and then it tap, tapers off. But your first your first batch tends to be like say eight months. Um, you inoculate your fooder. Uh, you, you get your wart in there, and it takes forever on your first one. But most of our clients are leaving because it's not letting any air in. They can leave you know a couple barrels in there, re-inoculate, you know, refill it up with wart, and a lot of them are starting to turn like every 90 days mm. after that first. So it's a basically, if you divide however long your first batch took by pie, you have about what your second and third and fourth. And it just, it, but uh, if you let any air in, then it ruins your whole Solera method. And you have to go back to, you know, cause it, it'll start going acetic on you. And then it, it'll taste, you know, interesting. So for the, for the listener, you started this business in 2014. Is that correct, Matt? Yeah. Okay. And then you had a partner who had a brewery and um, you have since bought that partner out. Is that also correct? Correct. Okay. And then you brought in Becca Sen, right? As president. Yeah. So you're growing here. You're finding, you know, what you do well. You're, you're figuring out how your fooders work. And yeah. then, you know, you've expanded. 
real quick, can we just touch on like overall, you know, sort of say we have people out there who don't know what a fooder is, we'll just kind of backtrack what, you know, from the base level, what is a fooder and, and what makes, you know, oak attractive here versus other wood? Right. So, um, a fooder is basically a, a fermenter. Um, uh, it's a, it's a tank, um, made out of two inch thick, um, we use Missouri white oak cause it's, uh, cause of the density and the quality. They say that, yeah, they say the Missouri oak is some of the best there is. It, it certainly is. It's, we, we have terrible summers, terrible winters. Um, if you go too far North their uh, their, their summers are soft on crime. And then if you go too far South, you know, it's the, the winters are too easy on the trees and we have the right amount of iron in the ground too. Okay. It's one of the few things that Missouri does right. Actually, the only thing. There we go. No, come um, on. I saw, I had read, you know, your first where you guys originated was O'Fallon, Missouri, and that's consistently named one of the top 50 best places to live. Well. You're doing something right. Yeah. Well, um, we got great breweries in St. Louis, like Side, side Projects, Civil Life, uh, Second Shift, um gosh there's so many um but anyway yeah it's just it's a great place to drive drive around and 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 go drinking so nice. so the every original the, the original lager strains all developed in oak so why would you why would you um consider like making a lager in in a fooder um, the, the reason is that there is some sort of mystical, um, relationship between when you put that yeast that developed over, could be centuries in, in oak. And then you're now we're, they're doing it almost exclusively in stainless, but the clients like, uh, threes brewing, um, uh, artisan, uh, rustic artisan ales down in, um, Tulsa, uh, cerebral in in denver the the those three um oh there's there's more too i I got goosebumps you can't fake goosebumps (laughs) um those beers are just like so pillowy so clean so beautiful and i just it's like i just feel like you know if you have a yeast strain and you put it in its original habitat there's something that about that now maybe that's all in my head or it's my pocketbook talking I don't know, but those beers, if you've tried any of the beers from those companies, um, you're like, wow, you know, they're just soft, they're pillowy, there's, mm. uh, the oak can put in just a, like a touch of uh, vanilla or marshmallow in the middle, but it doesn't get, doesn't coy out at the end, there's like no oak at the end, it's just like a little, poop, little poop in the middle. Dry and dry finish? Dry finish. Um, so I, I think um, also like our, our tanks are cheaper than a Chinese stainless tank. You know, our, our, our prices are really low. Um, you know, and they're all on our website. So anyone can ch- check those out. Okay. Um, I'm so, going right. to do a, sh- a shameless pitch here. That's what this is all about, Matt. Promoting you, pal. During this, uh, during this pandemic, we're doing a half down and half a year after you get your fooder. That way, like the 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 the, the virus is vanquished, and we can, um, you know, people can have their tap rooms open by the time they have to pay the second half. And it's like, 
um, obviously it's like what, what, what I'm doing to keep my guys um, fed and keep my team together. Cause I got an awesome team and I don't want to lose anyone. Um, but it's also like me trying to be a brew citizen, like me looking around and saying, what would a brewer do? And, and brewers yeah. are just like, Oh, well, they're going to do whatever they can to create the most happiness in the least amount of time. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, support trying to join in and be a brew citizen, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's, kind of uh, been kicking kicking our sales up a little bit which is nice and also a lot of a lot of companies are making loggers yep. um you'll see that wave towards the you know the four percent or just lower abv coming back and i do love a pilsner lager you know from a craft brewery i mean there there's there's ways to make them where they do have a lot of flavor and i totally appreciate it yeah and i also like ipls um uh, yep. my religion forbades me if offered an IPL, not to like have four or five of them, you know, <laughs> uh, Hey, it's written down. You got to follow it. That's right. You know, every religion has proper, uh, eating and drinking protocols and, and mine is of no exception. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. So what we just got, um, an order from Treehouse to, to two sixty barrel, horizontal fooders stacked directly on top of each other which is like that's 15 feet tall it's going to be like the coolest sculpture in the world and i'm just hoping for like an ipl uh, out of those guys like the the hype is real with with treehouse like absolutely i when i first when i first was like uh we delivered we delivered some fooders to them and i told the told the our driver we now we now deliver almost all the fooders ourselves because the truck drivers just made us insane, and so we were like, we got to take this in house. Okay. Um, sure. So I'm like, just buy the limit. Well, the limit was like three grand, and I'm like, oh god. Well, I don't know if the hype was real, and so I said, just buy half the limit. So we bought like seventeen hundred dollars worth of beer, brought it back. I opened like my I drank my first Treehouse beers. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. Why did I buy like three you should have bought, yeah. Gee, What's wrong with me? You know, I got money now. Yeah. It's like, now I don't have any beer. I'm, I'm beer poor. That's not where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the hype's real. So I just, I'm just thinking like uh, if, if we could get a, uh, an IPL out of those guys, it, it would, it would hurt the last feeling that I have left in my, nice. my body. But yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's really really fun to try all these beers um, uh, around like uh, or you know Trillium. Trillium yeah. makes great lagers. I I can't believe I didn't mention them. Trillium, I like Trillium's uh, their Boston location. Uh, yep. That I, I had some some lagers made out of fooder lagers. That blew my mind. Um, I just had their uh, just had it the other day. It's just it's just, you know Pilsner on it, uh, the Trillium Pilsner, and that that had like this. I don't know, a little extra flavor to it. It had almost like a little bit of nuttiness to it, a little peanut. Yeah. Um, you know, it was super clean, super tasty. It hit the spot. So yeah, they're whatever they, those. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the water up there? I don't know. But it's uh, they're they're doing some good special things up there. I, I totally agree. JC is awesome, and so is that uh, RG three. I call him. Uh, Ryan Gillette, he's not the third. I think he's the second, but you got to call him RG3 for fun. Um, he's uh, he's 
he's a uh, he's doing some great stuff and um you know uh trillium's actually food crafters biggest client um, interesting uh jc uh buys fooders like like people buy socks you know like <laughs> christmas i time. think he's got 34 of them you know holy shit that's more socks than you or I have probably put together. Yeah, I uh, I shot JC and his uh, I think his wife Esther uh, a message the other day saying, "Hey, you know, let's pop on the uh, let's pop on the podcast." I just did. Uh, pretty much the last two weeks have been all featured women um, in brewing, and many of them are coming out of that New England area. It's a nice little uh, you know community up there. Some some talented brewers, a lot of great beer, and uh, yeah. You know, so I'm trying to bring them on, and I'm looking forward to it. So that's awesome. Yeah, let's let's uh, backtrack here. So you're growing, and you're saying, "Shit, we gotta get some, we gotta get established here." And then you run into Becca Sen, and she's at Second Shift Beer at the time, right? So she's at Second Shift. Um, I was looking for um, my my preference was a I, I was looking for a woman who had her MBA, who knew about beer, um, preferably more than I did, and you know knew what a fooder was and so she was pr- the only one that that was out there that I found, and she. Hey, well, um, you thought she was going to be kind of that one, to, you know, clean up the books and get you guys to the next level. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, bring whatever when when you hire someone, if they bring, they're going to bring something, you, and some, and 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 whatever that is, you hope that it's. You can't really pre-think what you what someone brings sometimes you just got to let them bring what they bring and yeah but i was like you know second shift's one of my best clients i was like there's no way i'm gonna poach you from you know from one of my clients and she's like oh just talk to the criders so i was like so i was like i said to steve and libby Crider, like i i'm like fresh out of sheep and cattle to trade for this union but <laughs> I will give you a, a 33 barrel cone bottom fooder. And they were like, we just want Becca to be happy, you know, and we'll take the fooder. Nice. And uh, so then, yeah. So Becca, Becca's come over. She's done a lot of, a uh, lot of good stuff. And, and what was her role at second shift? Um, I think she was, uh, she was the glue, you know, she's, she's, she was one of the people that held things together. Um, you know, manage manage the back bar uh managed her brother uh that used to work there <laughs> this beck is in the room now nice <laughs> hey beck how are here. you hi nice to meet you nice to meet you as well uh, so to just put a little bit more guidelines or what i did specifically <laughs> so we had a really small staff so i mean we all kind of had a hand in everything um but specifically i ran the tasting room i did special events and then i helped with production Okay. Now you keep uh, Matt in line. I, I do my best. Oh, it's, it's tough. I started off strong. And as we've, as I've worked here longer, it started to go downhill, but <laughs> I'm still trying. Going off the rails. <laughs> I found counter curses uh, to her curses. So I've, <laughs> yes. been able to, I've been able to, uh, oh, man. to keep myself well defended. Love it. And then Becca, how long have you been there? Um, in March, it was two years. Terrific. Congrats. Thanks. Did that, did your, your March anniversary cause the coronavirus then or what? Um, no, but it did. <laughs> it, 
No, it actually my the anniversary is my birthday, and I think that weekend that I went out is what caused the coronavirus. Because mm. <laughs> that was like the last weekend we could go anywhere. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. How many are on staff there? You know, how many folks are we managing, and what's the what's the building like? How many square feet? We've got a thirteen thousand square feet. Okay. Um, the building's awesome. Uh, we got uh, seven. Uh, seven guys in the back and me and Becca in the front and um, every one of the guys can make a fooder start to finish themselves. Wow. Uh, you know, every, every guy is um, totally passionate about building these things. If they weren't, if there was one of them that we could have let go during when the virus hit, we would have used that as an excuse, you know, right. But, but we were like, no, we got the dream team and, uh, one, one thing that's kind of cool about making fooders is it's similar to making beer in that we literally taste um, every single board that goes into our fooders. So we take a half inch slice of every stave, uh, we put it to our lips and literally suck all the way across it like a harmonica. It's be like in the shape of a harmonica. And we suck all the way across it. Now we hit every single um, ring of that tree. And if the tree lets air, if, if, the, if there's like a bad year for tylosis, which makes the board hold water, you can, air will suck through that. And so, but on top of that, one out of every 20 trees has a, uh, as a bacterial infection or, uh, or a, of, of some kind. And it makes terrible water. Like when we fill up a, a fooder, and so we test all the water we, by, by taste at the end. But to prevent one of those boards going in there, which if a board gets in there, we're not going to find which board it is. We just literally pull off all the fittings and burn the fooder. If it doesn't make good water, it's not going to make good beer. Wow. So the guys in the shop, not only can they build a fooder, but they're actually doing tasting every yeah. single board to make sure that a, the board holds water. They're sucking across that board. Does it hold water? Yes. And does it have a bacterial infection? And you can tell that we call it cheese wood, but that's, a, that's a insult to cheese. Um, <laughs> but I see where you're getting it. You can tell before it even gets close to your, your, your mouth, you, your, your nose goes, Nope, no thanks. Hmm. Like it's that bad. Um, but you know, all that wood gets used in, in barrels. Um, it gets purchased and like it used up every, but I don't think anyone else is going to go through the process of eliminating every single board that doesn't taste great. And we found that if we air dried for two years um, and then did a really, really, really low temperature kilning for like two or three months at the very end, just to get the last few percentage out um, uh, moisture yeah. content down that, when we use that wood, it, it, it actually, t um, when we're like cutting it and working, it smells like, like sugar cookies are baking in the shop and, Beautiful. and marshmallows are cooking in the shop. So our whole shop smells like that. But we, then we realized that the boards that really smelled like sugar cookies are baking those boards or those logs actually held water better so we started buying the logs based on smell so literally wow. like when we're buying our logs we'll hit it with a little bit of a torch or a really dull grinder and i'll put my lips to the log and i will taste the log i'll suck on i can see feel how dense it is by just kind of sucking it and 
um, and then it, uh, we basically found a way to get the best smelling, tasting and watertight logs. Um, and then we do, we continue to do that all the way through. So it's very, um, it's very hedonic in that we, uh, what's tastes good and smells good is good. And it's, uh, it's been great. It's a, been a great, uh, probably the, the greatest thing about food crafters is just for me right now is I'll come in on the weekend, I'll fill six fooders and it'll, and we'll have six leak free tanks. I mean, the first fooder I built myself had 60 leaks, you know, <laughs> like a, a sprinkler, sprinkler system, you know, it was so it seems like yeah. a lot of trial and error and you've kind of, you know, taken a step back and understand what it takes to, you know, find the deficiencies and fix them and, and avoid them. And I think that's probably why you're so successful. I don't know how many other folks are doing what you do. It'd be, it'd be really hard for someone. If you have one person that doesn't care in your team. I'm like, uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and then like, I didn't think, that I could get the guys to, you know, suck every board, you know, like, like that. So I, then my guys are like, what are you talking about? We're woodworking. We want to know everything about our material. Of course, no problem. And, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm really grateful, grateful for the, 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 the team, but, and, and the brewers out there and, you know, it's uh it's pretty cool. So, well, I mean, it's cool. It's always cool to have a monopoly. So, like, how do we keep the monopoly? Right. Keep the prices low. Good service. Don't be a jerk. That's it, man. It always comes back to that that bumper sticker. You know, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Right on. The best bumper sticker. I mean, that's it. That's all you need. It is the greatest bumper sticker. So, when you get these logs, you, you receive a full log that was chopped down, or do you go out and chop them down, or do you get them and they're already cut? No, like one out of every hundred logs is good enough for what we're doing. Um, we're picky, picky, picky. You know, it has to be, I mean, a lot of these logs are civil war, but they, they sprouted around the civil war. Um, you know, there's, there's some seriously old stuff and we, we, we buy them almost all um, after a blow, like a storm comes through Missouri. Um, the, the auctions after that. And I prefer like, I like to go to an auction so I can see 10,000 logs and, and buy a hundred of them and, uh, and then take those, we take those hundred logs. It goes up to, uh, our, uh, um, our mill and they, we, it gets cut down into two inch thick boards and it gets put into a building, another 13,000 foot building that has walls that are just like offset. So, you, you know, you can like walk through the walls, huh. um, and it just air dries and we rotate it through there. Um, uh, even so, and that, that log we only use about half the log um we the center the center part um gets made into railroad ties and different stuff you know the very center of the boxwood that's always the crap that's crap all the outside of the board is crap that all gets made into flooring um and we just take the we just take the best part of the best logs and then it just sits around and air dries for a couple of years and then we kiln it slowly and then and then after all that waiting, we get to see whether or not it was, you know, is the, and right now we've just got this batch of wood that's coming through. It's um, basically the equivalent of say like eight, uh, 
tractor trailers worth wow. of wood. Looks like, but that's coming through the shop now, and this stuff is just gorgeous. It's bomb proof. It's beautiful. Tastes all, great. All Missouri so, oak. Yeah, it makes it good. The quality of the wood it just makes all the difference, and everything else it you follows know, it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you allow folks, you know, can people come and kind of take a tour of your shop and see how everything goes down? Yeah, we encourage it. So our tour is really boring. So we pour them two beers, like usually like two side project beers, one for each hand. And the beer is really good. And so then they think <laughs> the tour is good, you know. So do you have taps at your warehouse? No. You just keep beer I on guess hand? What? We, have, we, have, we have one. Yeah, but... Uh, we couldn't keep it clean enough. We just we just were bottles and cans. You know? Nice. All right. And then, so you have grown and you ship all over. What I mean, forty plus states. Are you all over the United States? And you're in different countries. And yeah, tell me more yeah. about that. About I'd say ninety-eight percent, ninety-five percent, somewhere in that range goes to the um, the breweries uh the 50 states and then we we got a and and then of that you know 98 percent is brewers and we have a couple wineries and a couple um a couple distillers um distilleries and um but our bread and butter is brewers and uh and i've seen i mean you're sh- you've shipped to like canada australia hong kong brazil yeah what's the shipping cost so that's just another one or two percent that's just not very much Sure, but what are the logistics behind that? Well, it's really easy. I just say, hey, Becca, and she's <laughs> <laughs> That's all you brought disappears. So, yeah, so the best way to do it, we just usually load it ourselves into a, uh, into a, a container, and then the client unloads it from the container. That way it doesn't get bounced around like we can. But these things, are, these things will bounce before they break. I mean, these things are pretty, yeah. pretty bomb-proof, so. Interesting. How many fooders are you producing a year? Just over 200. Okay. And what sizes? The biggest we've done is 250. The smallest is probably five barrel, 250 barrel, the five barrel, the 250 barrel. And the size, the overall people's size, they used to do all 30 barrel, you know, in the third 20, 30 range. And now it's kind of coming down a little bit. Now we're more in the, like, our average size is probably 17 barrels, you know, the, the the clients would like to have more fooders with a little less volume. So they can make multiple beers. Um, rather than triple batch in, sometimes they're like one and a half batches. And and then when the Solera, they'll just take one batch out and put one batch in, you know. But so they're, they're, the, the trend is towards smaller fooders and more variety. Interesting. And you can do, I mean, you're doing 60 different combinations as far as, you know, I've only really ever seen fooders vertically. I mean, you're doing them horizontally. Uh, you can do cylindrical uh, oval egg shaped. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Are yeah. there any so, benefits to one or the other? Well, traditionally there would have been because the, the horizontals would keep your air out better, but since our tops are sealed, uh, it really doesn't matter. It's whatever fits your building the best and and frankly every single one that we do is every single fooder that we do is basically custom you know we have a bunch of different diameters and then we can do them so many different ways so i it's kind of one of my hobbies is to figure out what's the best size for my client and what's the best shape and a lot of times i can sell a 12 barrel 
fooder for the exact same price as a 10 barrel fooder because I was just going to chop off that stave, chop mm. that stave down. So I'd like, I always try to offer to the client, like, do you want any headspace? Like, what are, what are we, you know, what's your ultimate size? Don't look at our, our standard list. Just tell us exactly what you want. And it usually costs the client nothing and it doesn't cost us anything. We can just, Anyway, it's fun. It's fun to figure, you know, it's a, it's a working man's Rubik's cube to figure out, you know, the wood that we have and what, and make it all happen and have it all come out um, to be the perfect thing for the client. Yeah. It seems like you like a puzzle. I do. It's nice. uh, like, like all dyslexics, we're good at something, you know. Many dyslexics are, uh, you know, they're not the greatest readers, but they're very good problem solvers. Spatially. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What is the lead time on producing a, a fooder? Basically, um, for our current clients, you know, like we just do whatever we can do to whatever they need. And if if you're a new client, it's about uh, eight weeks, 10 weeks, somewhere in that range. It was a da- got down to four weeks for a few minutes. We hadn't been at four weeks ever. So that was cool. Um, I, I actually like I, I want to get a lead time down to four weeks. It's, it, you can really but yeah we're around eight weeks maybe 10 weeks sometimes but matter what 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 you what you want but it we're trying to keep that at a reasonable point so that you know people can when they put that half down they can actually have something start working immediately you know and the folks who buy the fooders are they well versed in how to take care of these things or do you kind of provide a little checklist of how to condition it get it ready keep it there's an education process. So these things that last, they'll last forever if you, if you keep them hydrated. And so that's kind of the whole, the whole deal is uh, keep it hydrated, keep it full. If it's full, it's happy. It'll last forever. Um, we also have like, um, and, and I only tell this to brewers, but we have like a warranty that's um, pretty awesome. So basically if you, if one of your employees drives a fork truck into your fooder and tears off a fitting we'll come fix that for free um even though obviously it wasn't our fault and if something is our fault we come fix it and we we were pretty quick we do a really like a fast turn like we've never brewers never ask what the warranty is and we never really say what the warranty is but the real warranty is you know those fooders are out there selling fooders for us so we want them to be good and leak free and you know, right now we probably have 800 fooders out there that are leak free. And if they're not leak free, then we, we go make them leak free. And then we have so few leaks that it's so it, it's easy to, you know, for one of us to fly out or drive out and fix yeah. it real quick. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the cool, the cool part of taking care of our brewers and making sure that, that those fooders are doing the right thing. I love it. You recently, maybe not recently, but on your website, you also have cool ships. How long ago did you get into that? And if you can just touch on that real quick. Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my, uh, my, the, the guy, uh, Justin Safel, his idea. Um, when we started Foodercraft, he's like, yeah, we'll do cool ships. Um, we won't make any money on them, but we'll, but they're cool. So how do you make a cool company cooler? You had cool ships. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, it's a compliment to the rest of your business. It fits within the product lineup. Yeah. Yeah, so just I mean, a big stainless pan and and uh, and and uh, we make Wild them. We make open them fermentation. 
Yeah, make them real, really inexpensively, and uh, we try to make no money on that. It's uh, part of my. Uh, I, I don't like to make money on the stainless side of things. I just mm. we do it. We make some money on the wood wood part. Um, I don't know why it bothers me to. I, I'm not, not really looking to. I really am just basically doing the cool ships to take care of my clients. Like sure. another product. And I don't want them. I, I've seen some cool ships out there for like 10 grand and for, and, and even up to 20 grand is insane. So, you know, our, our cool ships in more than that 3000, 4,000 range. And, um, and we usually try to discount the heck out of it too. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, what else? Where, where can we find food or crafters is food or crafters.com and, and where else? Yeah. Um, oh, on Instagram, we, we, we do a lot of, uh, Instagram and that's about the only two places. Um, but, um, any, any of the cool kids breweries, all the, they all have a fooder. So, and you know, they make sure, make sure if you, if you see one of our fooders, ask, ask, ask how they like it and, and Very cool. see if they're, uh, try, try the beers out of our fooders. That's, that's the best part of life right there yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an eye out for those i love them i mean those they're beautiful pieces of artwork you know not only is it you know a tank for a brewing beer but it's also you know just a nice piece to look at thanks yeah thanks um, the stouts coming out of our fooders which is kind of a new thing are just a mind-blowing just Interesting. Awesome. And who, who's doing those um i've only had two uh, transient okay. Artisan ales, they did like a double barrel. They start it in the fooder and then finish it in bourbon barrels. Mm. Um, we'll, we actually will clean the clean the fooder um, and, and we like we'll put three gallon or five gallons of like bourbon in there and then recirc that bourbon for three days and seal it up and ship it off to the. So it's kind of like uh, we'll, we'll prep it for their clean beer going in. The other one is. Um, Modern Times did this fooder, fooder stout that was so good. Oh my god! So that was awesome. But those are the only two I've had, so I don't know if it's a trend. Two doesn't make a trend. I shouldn't have said trend. I'm hoping it's a trend. Three, three makes a trend, right? So three is a streak. Yeah. So we're waiting for something. Yeah, we just need one more. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Matt. You ready for? Uh, I got three little rapid fire questions for you. You ready? Yeah. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Hot or cold? Hot. College or pro sports? Pro. Hmm. I thought you were going to go with college. You mentioned RG3 back there and uh, Baylor, and I figured I know the Midwest is very college-oriented. Well, I'm not too much of a sports guy. When you first said college or, or pro sports, I was thinking I would rather go to college. Uh, okay. What I, would I you rather you were... go physically go to a game of? Yeah. No, no, I meant to actually, I'd rather go to college and learn something. That's what I thought. I was like confused by your question. So. All right. I'll, I'll make that more clear next time. No, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I'm an idiot. No, that's awesome. So what, anything else that we uh, want to tell the people, Matt? I appreciate your time. This has been great. No, I just, uh, I guess the last thing I'd like to say is how much I appreciate the brewing community. Um, the, the brewing community is, is probably the best community that I've ever run into. Um, the amount of thought and caring um, that I see the brew community doing to my client, helping my clients right now. I'm not talking about brew community in terms of 
my clients, I'm talking about the people that buy beer, the beer nerds, the guys out there, the ladies out there that are just like, you know what? I love this. And they're going out of their way on the weekend to go and drive through and pop their trunk and yep. paying full price for cans of beer and supporting the brewers who are then supporting me. Um, that's just, and also my, you know, I, I guess I probably got, uh, I'm going to cry, man. Uh, I, I just got like, I don't know, 30, 30 orders from repeat customers. And, you know, they're all just trying to kick some of that money into uh, food or crafters to help us out through, through the pandemic. And all these things together just makes this brew community just uh, tip top head, head and shoulders above anything else out there. So uh, much appreciated to anyone out there, um, you know, that just listen to this, that does what they do and buys the beer that they love. It's uh, much, much, much appreciated by me and, and my team. Very good. Well, we appreciate you hopping on here. Uh, you're changing the game. You're innovating. You're keeping the jobs within the U.S. And, you know, you're keeping your staff um, employed right now. And you're clearly a master of quality and standing by your product. So I, I appreciate that. That's good to see. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, see how you continue to grow and what's next for you. Yeah, thanks. Is there a kind of three-year game plan? Is there is there anything next? I know you just moved not too long ago into St. Louis, but... I'd like to... Um... I don't really have, I have like more, I think food or crafters has got more like a 20 year plan. So if, okay. if you better hurry up and buy one, cause we're 20 years from now, we might just call it, hang up our, our saws and, and walk mm -hmm. out of here. And you're going to have so, to get a yeah. uh, inferior food or somewhere else. That's right. That's right. Uh, probably last after that too. So, well, very cool. Hey, th thanks a lot. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your question. You're, you're 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 a kind and uh, and and nice uh, interviewer. Ah, I appreciate you it. You didn't uh, you didn't try to embarrass me. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> no. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Cheers to you. Cheers to the listeners. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you find this valuable. Please follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple. And while you're at Apple, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating. It helps us get noticed among the craft beverage community there. Thank you. Cheers and beer. Mighty things. <laughs>